listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in, everyone. Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome to episode number 107. We have a lot to get to this week, but first I want to mention our guest coming up in a little bit, POW Entertainment 6'12", Tiny, the bodyguard for noise, booze, and tattoos, and we're going to get into a lot of different things, including the Scott Smith Animal Expo, plus two big POW events coming up over the next two weekends, one in Bridgeview, that's Winter Warfare, on February the 26th. And March 5th, up in Rumpoles, their next event after that. So lots of stuff going on with POW Entertainment. So glad they have Tiny on for the very first time. And we'll get to him in just a little bit. All right, big news from this past weekend. WWE Elimination Chamber was live at the Jeddah Superdome in Saudi Arabia. A few things went down. Some things not really surprising. Roman Reigns defeats Goldberg to retain the WWE Universal title. Kind of a submission there. He passed out. Referee checked the arm. Goldberg was out. And for now, that is his last match in WWE, barring a re-up of the contract. So Roman Reigns going to WrestleMania as the WWE Universal Champion, approaching probably close to 600 days now with that title. WWE Championship match in the Elimination Chamber. Your new WWE champion and facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania in a title versus title, a champion versus champion match is Brock Lesnar. He defeats Bobby Lashley, who was scratched during the match due to a concussion and other injury issues. Seth Rollins, Riddle, AJ Styles, and Austin Theory, who was the last man eliminated by Lesnar when he F5'd him off the top of a pod. Uh, trying to get in Vince McMahon's good graces uh, is really not doing Austin Theory's health very good. Women's Chamber match, determining the number one contendership for WrestleMania. Bianca Belair defeats the returning Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Dewdrop, and Nikki Ash. Uh, I personally was rooting for Alexa Bliss. I kind of wanted to this year get a nice push again, now that she's coming back. And I really like Alexa. She's really worked hard over the years, and I've kind of missed her on TV. But I'm sure Bianca and Becky Lynch will be a really nice WrestleMania match, and that will deliver as well. And speaking of Becky Lynch, she did retain the Raw Women's Championship by defeating Lita in a very hotly contested match. Then we had Ronda Rousey and Naomi defeating Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville in that tag team match. And Drew McIntyre defeats my least favorite wrestler, Mad Cat Moss, in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And even though I don't like the Mad Cat Moss, like just that he's getting a push, I do feel bad because he did hit his head really badly. He gets sort of spiked into the canvas, and that's tough to see. And I hope all, you know, 
personally, Riddick Moss is okay, and he's going to be able to compete down the line. And I hate to see anybody get injured, even if I don't like their character. Going to local companies, Chicago-style wrestling. Roses are red this past Friday night, February the 18th, at the American Legion Hall in Franklin Park. Stacked card. Let's run it down. Results courtesy of CSW's Facebook page and a couple of great people that I know, Steve Arendt and Eddie Zaleski, who helped me fill in some blanks with some of the results. First off, we have Rookie Iniestra defeating Coda Holiday during the pre-show. Then Cypher, the big man, wins his record-breaking sixth Futures Battle Royal. And in a crazy six-person match, Ryan Matthews gets the pin on Adam Stallion. TJ Steele defeats Mario Pardua with counselor Eric Schultz in his corner. Jax Johnson defeats Axel Rico after a mule kick and a leverage pin. Marche Rocket and Big Mood of Mateo Valentine and Jack Moody pick up the victory over Joey Mayberry, Solomon Tupu, and veteran Acid Jazz when Mateo Valentine pinned Mayberry following a Big Mood double team. And we have a new CSW Metro Division champion. Congratulations to superstar Steve Boz. He defeats Hades X1X to win the title. And it was a little bit of a crazy ending, a bit of a schmaz, a lot of stuff going on. Ref Turtle went down after a bump. Hades and Encipher tried to injure Boz with a chair until Sky Blue ran in for the save and hit Hades with the chair. Now, there was some history from a couple of months ago where Hades kind of screwed over Sky Blue in a ladder match, which allowed, I believe, Heather Reckless to win the women's championship. I mean, it's kind of a long-running story, some revenge there. Then TJ Steele came out with Kimmy, and Steele and Boz did a tandem superkick knee strike, a Bruce Brothers specialty to knock out Hades, and then the groggy turtle crawled over to make the three count for your new CSW Metro Division champion, superstar Steve Boz. Conan Lycan picks up a huge victory over veteran ice pick Vic Capri with a tilt-a-whirl type slam. CSW Tag Team Champions, the Dope Kings, Brubaker and CJ Esparza retain over Shane Boucher and Jay Marston. The CSW Women's Championship, Heather Reckless retained the title by pinning Ashley the Ambrose. And then in the main event, where stipulations were on the line for next month's show, the international superstars Blanco Loco and Dream Girl Ellie defeat CSW champion Joey Jet Avalon and Sierra. Now, the men and the women respectively will face off in singles matches on March the 18th. Blanco Loco picks a two out of three fall table matches, his stipulation against Avalon, and Ellie picked a strat match for her match against Sierra. Moving on to freelance wrestling's Too Weird to Live and Too Rare to Die. That was also this past Friday night, February the 18th, at Logan Square Auditorium in Chicago. Man, it was a huge night in Chicago wrestling. Really tough to pick between those two great shows. Here's what Freelance had to offer. Purple Poppy himself, Matt Nix, wins a scramble match defeating Riley Jackson, Cody Lane, Xavier Sky, and Saban Gage when Nix hit a backslide pin on Cody Lane. 
Blair Onyx picks up a huge victory, her first in freelance and singles competition. She defeats Lainey Locke with a leverage pin. And now in a kind of a kooky tag team pairing, Kylie Ray and Alfonso Gonzalez defeat the Bang Bros of August Matthews and Davey Bang. Now, it was kind of a tenuous partnership from the start between Kylie and Alfonso, but in the end, they get the win after a ref bump. Alfonso tries to introduce a chair into the match. Kylie's trying to pull it away from Alfonso to try to prevent him from using it. Of course, Kylie musters the strength to rip it out of his hands. Back swing of the chair hits Davy Bang right in the head, and it ends up leading to the pinfall and the victory for Kylie Ray and Alfonso Gonzalez, or as Alfonso would say, Team Alfonso and special guest star Kylie Ray. Storm Grayson defeats JJ Garrett after a couple of knee triggers in a hell of a match. Now, this was a match I was able to see in person a few months back for Freelance Underground. They met up again. This one might have been a little bit better even, you know, that you get two guys, you get a little bit of chemistry, and Storm Grayson keeps up his hot streak with the victory. This was a hell of a match, and it was really unbelievable in the end. Brian Keith, coming up from Texas, he's making a name for himself on the freelance circuit. He defeats veteran Craig Mitchell, and... Craig Mitchell, apparently, in the first two minutes of the match, suffered a slight tear of his Achilles. And he did, it didn't really show to me. And he finished the match. He, he almost won the match. But Keith pulls it out. And unfortunately, Craig Mitchell will be out of action for a short while. But thankfully, according to an, a social media update from Craig himself, he did not have a serious injury. And he should be able to rehab it and return fairly soon. So best of luck to Craig Mitchell there. And unfortunately, Craig missed his BCW championship opportunity against Ice Pick Vic Capri on Saturday night because of the injury. Hopefully BCW will revisit that match down the line once Craig is healthy. Back to freelance, we have the freelance tag team champions, the take-at-home wreckers, Darren Corbin and Bucky Collins. They retain by defeating Pick and Pop of Darius Latrell and Coda Hernandez with some interference from the Bang Bros. Now, this stems back from a couple of months ago where Pick and Pop cost the Bang Bros the tag team championship against the Take It Home Wreckers. So it's kind of a little bit of a back and forth deal. Rivalry is starting to percolate between Pick and Pop and the Bang Bros. GPA defeats the returning Diamond Tiger himself, Kobe Durst, with the straight A. Big surprise, Kobe Durst back on the scene in local wrestling. And in the Freelance Legacy Championship main event, Robert Ego Anthony, with Frank the Clown, defeats Dan the Dead to retain the title. And speaking of Kobe Durst, he was also a surprise at Saturday's Black Label Pro Professional Wrestling, Mikey's version show. Let's run down the results real quick. We have Anthony Henry defeating Trey Lamar via submission. Rohit Raju defeats Dan the Dead after a sliding knee strike. Green versus Blue. Anthony Green defeats Sky Blue with a pop of Piledriver. That was one hell of a match. Tag team action saw Violence is Forever. That's Kevin Koo and Dom Garini defeat the Bang Bros of Davey Bang and August Matthews. 
via a submission, a figure four choke by Garini on Matthews. Warhorse and Levi Everett went to a double countout. Dante Martin defeats Alex Zane with a nosedive moonsault. And then Trevor Outlaw, who also came out during Freelance and was basically censored by Freelance, and Freelance students were escorting him away, he struck again at Black Label Pro, and he came out to Cody Rhodes' Smoke and Mirrors theme from WWE, which was kind of funny, and he brought out Kobe Durst. And Kobe ended up beating Chase Holiday and Alice Crowley in a three-way match. Legit Layla Hirsch of AEW fame defeats Kevin Blackwood after a knee strike. Travis Titan defeats Rat Daddy with a cross-legged brainbuster. Joshua Bishop defeats Brutus after an elbow strike. And in the main event, BLP Midwest champion Filthy Tom Lawler defeats Matt Mikowski with a knee strike to the back of his head. So good to see Black Label Pro back. That was a really, really loaded show. All right, we have coming up this weekend, we're going to talk a little bit more about this show with Tiny in a few minutes. Winter Warfare, Saturday night, February the 26th at Bridgeview Park District in Bridgeview. We have POW champion Scott Spade with Tiny in his corner defending against Mateo Valentine. And we'll get into that card a little bit more with Tiny in just a few minutes. Freelance Underground, Breaking the Chains, Saturday night, February the 26th. Back at Church Street Brewing Company in Itasca, we have freelance independent champion Storm Grayson giving the former champion Laney Luck a one-on-one rematch. Then we also have GPA taking on Sky Blue, which is really interesting because I have a feeling those two matches I just mentioned are going to build onto something a little bit more down the line as the months go on here in freelance underground. I'm not going to like say my, my theory on what's going to happen, but cause I don't really want to spoil anything accidentally, but I have a, a feeling that we may be seeing a lot more of those four in some form or fashion. Plus we have the freelance underground tag team champions, the brothers of construction with Frank, the clown in their corner. They are defending the title against the Philly Marino experience. Plus there's JJ Garrett, Cole Radrick, and many, many more. Also Saturday night, Southland Championship Wrestling presents Polar Plunge down at the Shabbat Civic Center, including the SCW Genesis Champion, Sharpshooter James Creed, the SCW Tag Team Champions, Evil Gains Evil, and the SCW Women's Champion, Natasha, the Amazing Amazon. Crash Tested Wrestling Flatline, also Saturday night, February the 26th, at Morgan Monroe Hall in Hobart, Indiana. Filth King Brubaker holds an open challenge for the CTW Championship. Plus, we have the Queen of Mean, Renee Van Peebles, taking on Celine Gray. The Amazing Turtle against Career Killa, Chris Miller, and so much more. And one more match I will mention from that show, Marche Rocket taking on Counselor Eric Schultz. GLCW released the Titan Saturday night, February the 26th at Circle B Recreation up in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Special guest, the Titan, Adam Scher, formerly known as WWE Superstar, Ron Strowman. Plus, you'll see GLCW Champion Backwoods Brown, OVW National Champion, Mr. Pectacular, Jesse Goddard, Joey Jet Avalon, Sierra, 
The Express, Jordan Cross, Mayan Mahler, Drew Hernandez, Luscious Lawrence, and many more. Sunday in Milwaukee, and it just keeps going with the good wrestling. Zello Pro is back within two weeks with Level Up at the Turner Hall Ballroom in Milwaukee. Now, this Level Up show was postponed on two other occasions. They're finally making their return to Milwaukee after having their show just a little over a week ago in suburban Chicago. We have the Zello Pro Women's Championship. Lainey Luck defends the title against Kylie Ray. Project Monix versus Blake Christian, which really should be a good match. We, as we talked about last week with our special guest, Big John Crowley, he takes on the Beer City Bruiser. And if you want to check out that interview with Big John Crowley, just check out the archives of Windy City Slam podcast from wherever you download your podcasts. Plus, Sierra against Rachel Ullering, Zello Pro Champion GPA, Swaggle, Deanna Perrazzo, and more. Plus, this weekend in the Chicago area, there's ICW No Holds Barred. That will be at the Galley Arena in Villa Park on Saturday night. And on Sunday afternoon, Gali Lucha Libre will be at Walther Academy in Melrose Park. And a little bit of other news before we get to our guest. Second Wrestling's Flood Zone is coming on Sunday, March the 6th to the Bernard Wanger JCC in Northbrook for a matinee show. And just announced as I was getting ready to record on social media, a special guest appearance by none other than WWE Hall of Famer, the Birdman, Coco Beware. He will be there signing autographs, taking pictures, making a very rare Chicago appearance. And I tell you, Personally, as a wrestling fan growing up, Coco Beware is one of my favorites. I'm actually planning to be at Second Wrestling, so I'm actually going to meet Coco Beware for the very first time. Um, I'm marking out here. I'm very, very excited. Do the bird, baby. Do the bird. All right. That was a mouthful of local wrestling action. Coming up next here on Windy City Slam Podcast, He's the bodyguard for noise, booze, and tattoos, the king of the battle royal, the six foot twelve, tiny. Coming up next. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook. Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week. So very excited to be bringing on a first-time guest. He's probably the tallest guest we've ever had on the show He's six foot 12 as he's billed. He's the bodyguard for noise, booze, and tattoos of Pow Entertainment. That's Scott Spade and Rough Crossing. He is, again, the six foot 12, tiny, tiny. How you doing? Good, good. Yourself? I'm good. All right. You have a big couple weeks coming up with Pow Entertainment, but you in your personal life, you have something very near and dear to you. It's the Scott Smith 
All Animal Expo. And that's Sunday, February the 27th at the Kane County Fairgrounds over there in Kane County. So talk a little bit about the expo itself and what your passion is toward animals. Uh, well, I guess I've had the passion my whole life. Um, I, I, I've had I've had over 200 animals in my house. I've had federal permits. I've had ringtail lemurs, lesser bush babies, hedgehogs, sugar gliders, skunks, armadillos, uh, a little bit of everything. Um, I, without getting too political, because there is some legislation right now that is trying to take everything away from everybody, and not a lot of people realize it. Sorry, I lost my train of thought with that. It's, it's, it's not good. Um, it will kill the pet industry if it passes. Uh, and anybody on Facebook that would like to hear more about that, I'll be happy to touch base with you away from this. Um, the Animal Expo is a little different. Um, combined a pet store from years ago with the animals that you could find with a flea market educational program and a petting zoo. Um, I've got 60, 65 vendors, about 200 tables. And there's dogs, cats, reptiles, supplies, a little bit of everything. Sounds like a great time. Now, how can people uh, get tickets for the All Animal Expo? We just started online. I don't know if that's working. Uh, if not, it's at the door. Uh, we're at the King County Fairgrounds. It's 525 South Randall Road uh, in St. Charles. Sounds like a fun time for family and uh, for people to look for potential pets or just kind of uh, browse at all the different animals. Sounds like a really cool experience. It's, it's a little different. Um, this show I've actually, I'm part of a group called Care for Wildlife. Um, she does uh, indigenous animal uh, rehab. I think she's released 370 animals this year, but they're bringing out the birds of prey this weekend. So I'll have hawks and probably a couple of owls uh, for people to get up and, and see. Very nice. That sounds really cool. Um, I'm a big bird enthusiast myself. I love watching birds outside and taking pictures of them as well. Now let's shift over to a little bit of your wrestling background. And you have two huge shows coming up over the next couple of weekends. And first, we're going to talk about Power Entertainment's Winter Warfare. That's Saturday, February the 26th, Bridgeview Park District in Bridgeview. And you will be heavily involved in that main event for the POW Championship. The champion himself, Scott Spade, defends the title against Fet Femme Asian Sensation, Matteo Valentine. And now this has been a little bit of a chance. Come on. It is a stand a chance. Scott will be going home with the belts as usual. Now, it's been a little bit of um, a rivalry over the last couple of months, a couple of really hotly contested matches. It appeared that Mateo had actually won the title, but there was a little bit of a schmoz at the end. And Scott's Scott's foot was clearly on the ropes. There was a little bit of, um, yeah, a little bit of a referee issue, a little bit of a tiny issue, I guess. Um, and then Scott Spade got the got the victory after the restart pretty quickly, and uh, you guys went home with the title. So now going into this match with Mateo Valentine, what do you guys have to do to hold him off yet a third time? Just turn Scott loose and let him do his thing. Now, Scott Spade is a guy who's been in this business for probably close to 20 years, and he's just one of those guys you see, he's, he's rough and tumble, and he doesn't age either because I, I saw a picture of him from like 11 or 12 years ago on a flyer. I'm like, man, that guy has not aged a day since that flyer. 
<laughs> He's really an android. We just haven't told anybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, Scott has been multiple time POW champion. He's also, I believe, currently the Southland Championship Wrestling Champion down in S. Champion. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for the clarification. So with Scott Spade, how long have you known him? I know obviously noise, booze, and tattoos have been together for a long time. Scott came to me five, six years ago, tried to get me back into the business, and took him a while, but he succeeded. So um, you don't do a whole lot of wrestling. You're kind of the king of the battle royal, though, for Powell. So when they have those battle royals, usually at the start of the shows, here comes Big Tiny. Tiny comes in, cleans house throws out a bunch of guys, usually wins the battle royal. So what's it like to be in those battle royals with like 10, 15, 20 other uh, big beefy men? Day at work. (laughs) It's what it is. Most of them, if you notice my royals, I stand off to the side. They're all too busy beating on each other. So when they're done doing the initial damage, you just grab them by the head and throw them over. Why work harder? Work smarter. Definitely. I do remember the battle royal from Bridgeview from last summer, the, the outside show. And uh, you were kind of like taking it easy in the corner for a few minutes. And uh, I, guys like Meat Hooks and uh, some of the other folks are beating the hell out of each other. And then it came down to just you and Meat Hooks and you just kind of threw him over the rope like with the greatest of ease. So uh, it's a pretty good strategy and it works very well for you. Well, when you're getting up on the ears, you got to use what you got. Yeah, work smarter, not harder, right? Yes, sir. (laughs) Also, going a little bit more into Winter Warfare on February the 26th, the POW Tag Team Champions Revolution, Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom, will defend their titles against Kazile and Tommy McCobb. Then we have B.O.W. with Nick H. taking on Meat Hooks O'Bannon, one half of IPA. Then we have Axel Abrio against Mike Idol, one half of BMI. And then Nikki Vendetta takes the up, takes on the other half of BMI in Jamie Race. And there's also a Battle Royal announced for that show. So are you going to be in that Battle Royal this time, Tiny? I haven't decided yet. We'll, we'll let you know. Okay. Uh, for, you know, what, however you feel, right? Is it basically how it goes with you? Yeah. <laughs> this is all about the fun and giving somebody a beating. And also, we will see Matt Duar appear on the show. He's a guy that's kind of from that southwest suburban area, so it's kind of a homecoming for him. He appeared at the Bridgeview show last summer as well against Kazile. It'll be good to see Matt in action back at POW Entertainment. And also, let's leap ahead a little bit, because I know March 5th is a day that you're really waiting for, and this is going to be huge. It's POW Entertainment Slam Fest. Saturday night, March the 5th, back up at Rumpoles in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. And it will be Power Entertainment's Noise, Booze, and Tattoos. Again, that's Scott Spade, the boys. Yep. And then Rough Crossing with Tiny in their corner taking on SCW sharpshooter James Creed and Max Holiday. And from what I've read, Hunter Payne will be in their corner. All time. Yeah. So now what are you guys planning on doing to the boys at SCW? It's going to be a lot different not getting jumped from behind with chairs. The boys will handle what's in the ring. I'm going to handle what's outside the ring. 
this is face to face this time, not jumping me from behind with three guys or five guys. This is this going to be a fun night out. Now, there's quite the contentious history with Powell and SCW over the last few months. A lot of back jumping, a lot of uh, sneak attacks, uh, crashing shows, crashing uh, practices, stuff that, like that. That has all been legally taken care of. Um, nobody is allowed to jump into a match. If you are not part of a match and somebody jumps in, the other person forfeits their company. That goes both directions. So now that's a legally binding deal, huh? That's 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 interesting. Got to have shows. Got to be able to carry on your stories. Now, what if some sort of outside interloper jumps in who doesn't really have an affi- a close affiliation with POW or SCW? Maybe he kind of wants to take matters into their own hands and then maybe eventually kind of slides in the door with somebody. Do you think that's something that could possibly happen? You never say never, but they best not do it when I'm around. Yeah. <laughs> so going back with Scott and Rough Crossing now, um, you guys are off and on as a team. Your bodyguard for Rough as well when he defends his Midwest title. Now, how long have you known both of those guys, both Scott and Rough? It's recent, past couple of years. Like I said, I, I've probably known Scott for close to eight um, but I, I like rough. He's, he's got the right mentality, you know, beat them up and figure out what they did wrong later. Yeah. Rough's a good guy. Uh, he's been in this business a long time. His family is so huge in this business and he's been an amazing competitor, no matter what company he's been in. He's been in many, many different organizations over the last 15 years or so. And he's an incredible talent and you three together are quite the imposing force. It's all about the gold. We talked a little bit before we went on the air about some of your history in the business. And you go all the way back to Sam DeCero and Windy City Wrestling. So tell me a little bit about how you got into training for wrestling and how your early wrestling career went. Back in the day, there was a bar on Mannheim Road called Stayouts. And Mr. Bill ran Stayouts and Mr. Bill's still around. Um He loved the wrestling. He would bring the guys in, and I slowly got to see the real side of wrestling with the workers, and an opportunity opened up, and away we went. So now you were telling me that you actually tag-teamed with WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. So how did that come about, and how was that experience? Well, i got to tell you the whole story. Um, Honestly, I forgot all about it. Uh, Apparently, I have this concussion disease. Um, I had somebody do DVDs for me from VHS and here I am tagging with Mick Foley and Akbar, and I don't remember any of it. Wow. That's crazy. It's a shame, but it is what it is. How long ago was that? Probably about 30 years. Uh, Mid to late eighties. Okay. Yeah. 30, 35 years. Yeah. Probably before uh, Foley started working for world class and, um, And it was the beginning. It was absolutely the beginning. Uh, I think it was out of Texas. They were doing stuff and stuff in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So with wrestling, um, I assume something drew you to it when you were younger and you kind of caught it on TV. So what appealed to you about professional wrestling? Honestly, I'm I'm, going to never into it. 
uh, didn't pay any attention to it. It didn't pique my interest until I met the guys. Hanging with Bret Hart and his crew and Shawn Michaels and and just the partying and, and watching their lifestyle and hearing their stories. That was it, their stories. Uh, did you run into them like at a show or a hotel? No, or? no. They would come to stayouts afterwards. Mr. Oh, Bill okay. would send a limousine to their hotel to pick them all up and bring them back. We had a VIP room and we were all just hanging out and party all night. Wow, that's cool. Uh, any, any interesting stories from those uh, parties over at stayouts over the years? Uh, one night I'm standing at the end, bartender taps me on the shoulder, says, you better get over there. Jimmy and Bobby the Brain were getting into it. By the time I get to them, Superfly has broken a bottle on the bar and is going for Heenan's throat. Oh, okay. And I push them apart. This was play. Wow. Uh, yeah. And uh, Jimmy Snooker was known for being a little bit of a, a loose cannon, especially after some of the matches at times. Yeah, that was the most interesting. Now, um, did you get to know any of those guys on a more personal level, or is it just kind of like passing through during some of these VIP parties? A, a few of them. Uh, Bret Hart would enjoy himself, but he wouldn't overdo it. Uh, Larry Zabisco just loved to screw with everybody. Everybody. Nobody was safe. Now, is there anybody you actually still stay in contact with today in terms from those uh, days? No, no. Uh, that was that was a long, long time ago. Uh, well, I should say no, but Mr. Bill would be about it. Okay, the guy who ran the ran the club. And then you got into wrestling. Um, you had some early matches with Windy City and stuff, and then you went away from it for a while. You went into the um, to the real world, so to speak, uh, the nine to five world. Uh, what kind of pulled you away from wrestling and then what ended up getting you back in short story um divorces both time marriages both times um i left to get a full-time job with benefits for my kids uh came back after that what uh marriage fell apart uh married again the ex hated it uh i went into security i used to run festival security um Still do a little bit here and there, but um, bad divorce, that's done and over, run into Scott Spade, start looking at it again, and start getting that itch. We talked a little bit before the show, too, about your passion for motorcycles. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about your ride and then uh, your passion behind actually going out and, and being a biker. Uh, I'm actually in a club. I have an 06 Ultra Glide. Uh, that has 88,500 miles on that I'm happy to say are all mine uh, in the process of putting a new engine in it so I can put 12,000 miles on it this year so I can have 100,000 on my bike. There's, It's my therapy. It makes me not wanting to hurt people. <laughs> so you get out, out on the country roads and just kind of let the, the wind whip through your hair. Is that the type of thing that, that you do on your bike all the time? Uh, music up 85 miles an hour, cigar in the face and away you go. Pretty awesome. Now this a, a TV show like sons of anarchy kind of uh, accurately portrayed the, the life of a biker, or do you think it's a little bit out there? I'm not in a 1% club. Um, I'm 
a one percent club, you do what you need to do to make your nut to pay the club. Nothing's asked. I'm sure it still kind of runs that way, but don't know. Okay. Uh, the, the the group I'm in are first responders and military and firefighters and a few others that they allow in. That is really, really cool. I like that. Thanks to all those wonderful people who uh, help save lives and really uh, they're extraordinary folks that uh, go above and beyond everyday duties. And it's really, really cool to hear that you guys have a camaraderie. Well, it's, you got to be crazy to wrestle and you got to be crazy to run into a burning building. So, you know, there's, there's a mesh. Yes, indeed. And you're also a big cigar aficionado too. And you're uh, yes, I am. <laughs> smoking a bit while uh, we're chatting today. Um, well, how did you get into that? Uh, years ago, I started going to a shop in Wheaton called Giorgio's, which is gone. Made friends with the owner. Uh, they started doing events. Met somebody from Drew Estates. And now I'm friends with the owner, Jonathan Drew. And most of their staff, Um, my uncle actually doesn't work with the company for the company, but travels with the company, helping them with events. So uh, Drew Estates is my my brand. So your favorite type of cigar, uh, is is that one in particular that you're going at right now? Or do you kind of vary from brand? This is actually a new release. Uh, It just hit the market. Uh, It's actually the first time I've had to sit down and, and really smoke it. Um, I usually prefer something with a lot of bite. Uh, this does not have a lot of bite, but it's nice as we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just something to smoke on, kind of enjoy the flavors, but it's not overwhelming. There's there's a lot to cigars. And, and honestly, it all depends on your moods. Uh, there, there's cigars in the morning that taste like coffee. Uh, there's, there, there's stuff that'll make your toes curl. It's so strong. Depends on what you're doing in the mood you're in, to be honest. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. We're doing this interview via video, even though it'll be audio over on the podcast. I noticed there is a little trophy with a Power Entertainment logo on it. Now, is that the uh, Zebra Kid Memorial Battle Royal trophy? The, the Zebra Kid is actually in the other room, hooked to the wall. Because oh, wow. Go by. It has fallen over twice, and I don't want to be the one to tell Mr. Blaze, firefighter Jimmy, uh, that I broke his trophy. But that's a bigger trophy than the one that's sitting up. Much, much bigger, and actually that is part of a Windy City trophy that has been brought back to life. Oh, that's so cool. And you probably have some memories of Zebra Kid because he wrestled for Windy City many years ago too, correct? Yeah, that one, that one hit me hard. Yeah, it was a um, r- rough day when we all found out he had passed. He had a long time battle with cancer. And uh, I did actually get to see him wrestle way back in the early 90s on one of the early uh, Windy City pro wrestling uh, big events that they had at the International Amphitheater. And uh, he was a really good was dude. That the night, was that the night Abdullah was there? Uh, no, it was another Battle of the Belt show with uh, Lanny Poffo and Ken oh. Patera. The only one I did at the amphitheater was the one with, um, I just said his name, Abdullah. Abdullah Butcher? You didn't actually get the chance to wrestle him at all, right? Nope, just the bodyguard bit. Okay. Uh, I, I think he popped me in the head with the fork. Oh, geez. <laughs> so you, uh, you, you have that little uh, history there. That's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, and it bothers me, but it doesn't bother me. 
They don't remember stuff until I start talking about stuff. Mm. Uh, I'm 57. Shit happens. Yeah. That's what happens in wrestling too. It's unfortunate nowadays. I know people are, are doing things a little bit more carefully. There's definitely a lot more knowledge than there was 25 years ago. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. Medical science is improved. A friend of mine, Christopher Nowinski was a huge part of bringing in some of that knowledge into professional wrestling with some of his personal concussion experiences as well. And it, it, it's a sad thing to see what some of these former athletes go through. And a lot of them, you know, they're no longer with us. They, they die early. They, they commit suicide. It's a, it's a really sad thing. Now, now this is something that I know has affected you uh, throughout this podcast, but you haven't ever felt any of those crazy feelings a lot of people feel when they have uh, concussion symptoms. Uh, I've got it. Uh, I, I don't know if it's 100% from this or just my life. Mm-hmm. Um, my example to people was I slept in the basement when I was a kid, got up late for school, trucking across the basement, took a beam across the head. Well, I, I, I don't know how long I laid there, but I never made it to school. It's, I, once a month, I'm smacking my head on something door frame trailer something yeah some some kids and i know i was a kid too that would bang my head on stuff more often than i probably should because i was clumsy you know some some kids are just unfortunately a little clumsier than others and i'm not saying that you're necessarily clumsy but things just happen <laughs> okay I'm, I'm a bull i'm a bull in a china shop <laughs> you, you need some bro point me to a spot all right, Tiny, um, before we let you go, obviously, you want to go ahead and plug whatever social media that you have, if there's any merchandise at all, and any upcoming events you have, whether it's in the ring or with the Animal Expo. The Expo is the 27th, 26th is Bridgeview, 5th is Rumples, mm-hmm. and after that, I got to look at a calendar. <laughs> uh, the Expo is... 10 a.m. till 3. It's 8 bucks for adults. Kids are $3 from 6 till 10. Under 6 are free. Parking is free. Um, you want to see somebody get a beating? Come on out to these next two wrestling things because there's, there's going to be some ass kicking coming here real soon. Any final words for number one, Mateo Valentine, and number two for uh, James Creed and Max Holiday? You know, the only one I'm really counting on right now is Hunter. Hunter, you ain't getting me from behind this time. It's my turn. All right. So Hunter Payne gets a few words of caution from the six foot 12 tiny. Tiny gang, thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate it. And I will see you very soon over at Powder Entertainment. It's been your pleasure. conversation with tiny very very excited about seeing him back at pow entertainment in the corner of scott spade this saturday night february the 26th at winter warfare in bridgeview i will be there covering the event for windy city slam so stay tuned for more coverage from pow on social media at windycityslam.com and on next week's windy city slam podcast and speaking of next week We have scored one of the biggest guests in the history of Windy City Slam podcast. He is headlining Second Wrestling's Flood Zone 
On Sunday, March the 6th, he shared a ring with titans such as John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and Vince McMahon himself. He's former WWE superstar and two-decade-long wrestling performer. Straight out of Detroit, Zach Gowan. Plus, we'll recap Power Entertainment, Freelance Underground, talk a little bit of AEW Revolution, and much more right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. Everybody.